0: What's up Raider Nation welcome to episode 29 of the Lone Raider podcast thank you very much for tuning in I'm your host Jonah J Train Young with me as always my good friend Nathan what's your favorite candy Zuniga what's up buddy
1: hey Jonah favorite candy uh, probably gonna go with like lifesavers like gummy gummy worms kind of stuff I think it's always enjoyable for me to eat I like the texture of that sour ones specifically are bomb
0: yeah i uh i like those two i really like those two My favorites obviously the sour patch kids as i you know sat here through the entire episode just eating a bag in front of everybody so uh yeah you know, i definitely to go the sour patch kids i think a close second for me and this is the one i usually um i i haven't really eaten a whole lot of until recently and that's some milky way bars i love me a good milky way
1: and yeah, they're okay
0: <laughs> uh, but anyways oh anyways on uh this week's episode we got a little bit of content to get to my friend including but not limited to texas tech baseball our win streak that we've been on uh the basketball struggles that have once again reared their ugly head and of course going over our good vibes vibe of the week my friend but before we get into all that, I want to go ahead and remind you all to follow our social media accounts. That is at Lone Raider Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can stream us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or um, you could check out other episodes of Our Pretty Faces on YouTube. We'll not be airing this episode on YouTube, considering it's just the two of us, and I I only add the episodes that can feature all three of us on YouTube, so this one will not be up on YouTube. But either way, we uh, appreciate y'all uh, taking time to support a small-time Texas Tech podcast uh, that is brought to you by the fans that give a damn. We are powered by the South Plainsmen. Be sure to check, out, check them out uh, at South Plainsmen on both Twitter and Instagram. With that said, my friend, let's go ahead and Get into a little bit of news updates, my friend. First up on the list here today, uh, let's get a little bit of XFL news. I feel like this is going to just be a recurring segment every week. Getting a little bit of XFL, some San Antonio Brahma's news. San Antonio Brahma's won their first game over the Orlando Guardians, 30-12 uh, to 12 out there in Orlando First franchise win. We're getting right back on the on the right track. You know, we dropped the uh, dropped the home opener and a comeback heartbreak. um, You know, to 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 St. Louis, and now we are back on the road again. Uh, We're taking on the uh, Houston Roughnecks. Uh, taking Houston Roughnecks out there in Houston, which is kind of crazy. The fact that Houston's had their first three games all at home, but you know, hey, I'm not here to here to judge or anything like that. But you know we're gonna take on the Houston Roughnecks. We're gonna win the uh, win the, uh, the the Texas Championship. I think it should be called. And we're gonna sweep Houston. We're gonna sweep Dallas. Or I'm sorry, Arlington. Um, sweep those guys and you know just get back on the right track. The first game it w- it was what it is. It's it's a fluke. You know the only way that P- Pierce the Saint Louis knows how to win is from behind. You know as they did on um uh, last Thursday as well. AJ yeah,
1: McCarron.
0: Yeah, AJ McCarron. Just like they a prodigy.
1: <laughs> just likes to keep it close, keep you on your toes. Apparently, just one. He only likes to win a hard, hard. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. He makes it difficult on purpose.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But you know, Brahma's getting back on getting back on track. Jack Cone, I think that's his name. Jack, Jake Cone, Jack Cone. I I don't remember Cone. Uh, the Notre Dame guy. Uh, you know, really, really had a tremendous day, and uh, you know, really looking forward to seeing this team. Um, you know. Keep chasing the XFL championship, man. Keep on chasing it. Speaking of championships, though, Wes Kitley has been named the Big 12 coach of the year for a track and field team after winning a Big 12 title, man. So congratulations to Ooh. the track and field team out there. Uh, Wes Kitley, as you may know, if you are a true Red Raider sports fan, is the father of our offensive coordinator, Zach Kitley. So yeah, just uh, you know, Red Raider, you know, Lubbock, pride of Pride Texas Tech runs through that family's veins man and it is a uh, really good to uh really good to see it, man really good to see it. but getting into uh the baseball update as i previously mentioned so Texas Tech completes a 10 and 0 home stand uh, this um, this past uh, couple, de- actually, uh, as of yesterday, yeah, they completed the ten-game homestand. You know, beating Gonzaga f- in four straight games, beating Western Illinois in four straight games, and then on Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, beating Air Force by a uh, a two-game series against Air Force, beating them. 27 to 9. Uh, one on Tuesday, nine to four. And then uh, again on Wednesday, one 18 to five. This weekend, they head out to Houston at Minute Maid Park where they will play in the Shriners Children's College Classic against Rice, Michigan, and Texas AM. AM is the 15th ranked team in the country. This is really where, where we're going to see the Red Raiders be truly tested. I feel like we have a really unique lineup uh, this year. And, you know, a lot of our guys are not necessarily what you call power hitters but there are guys who can get on base and they get on base base in a hurry like these guys are really really fast so it is it is uh even if they ground out like those you know routine ground outs may not be as routine when you play these texas tech Raiders because they can get on that on first base really really quickly and of course you know i think uh with tadlock you know he, he would not put out a lineup that could not hit just dingers, you know. I I think so. As far as I know, there's been some concern with that. I don't know why some concern with um uh, this team doesn't you know hit bombs like the like previous teams have. But I really don't think there's anything to to be concerned about. This team's going to be really fine. And you know we're um you know we've had a uh, ten games to really kind of figure out what our lineup is, what these guys are made of. Uh, now we're going to be tested. You know, first one's going to be up against Rice on Friday, uh, so tomorrow. And then Saturday give me be against a good Michigan team. And then uh, Sunday against uh, Texas a I really hope uh, they win that Sunday game. Win that Sunday game, man. So uh, that would, that would uh, definitely mean a lot. And uh, I think you should. I think you got a good opportunity to go 3-0 in the Shriner Children Classic, which would uh, really help out your RPI um, when you return home, play a midweek game against New Mexico, and then... um uh, the next next Friday, you got a three game series against Iowa starting on my birthday that Friday. So, yeah, I think you um, I, I think you're set up in, in a pretty good position. And I really hope, um, you know, we come out the 3-0 sweep in this game. Yes, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a kind of a hard one because, you know, that when you go into classes like these, you, you play a different team every single day. You don't quite get used to them. You know, when you square off against the team over a weekend, over three game series, over a weekend, you know, you kind of know like, okay, I'm a useless hitter. I know what he's capable of. You know, you saw him yesterday, like he he was able to, you know, hit some, you know, he he was able to, um, you know, get on base pretty quickly uh you know this pitcher you know he likes to you know throw a good slider it's a great breaking ball you know yada, yada yada whatever it might be you know you get you kind of feel each other out that first day and the next next couple days you're just like oh, okay i know what these guys are made of but when you look at three different teams in three different days you don't really get that you know it's just a, it's a brand new so brand new um uh, brand new guys that you're going against so you know hard to kind of tell sometimes but definitely rooting for those boys out there man yeah, you want to add on to that baseball update soon?
1: Ah, uh, no, just ah, uh, it's the perfect season. That's all I gotta say.
0: <laughs> perfect season, man. <laughs> it's
1: the perfect season. You know, ten and zero, man. We it.
0: are, ah, uh, we're definitely kicking some ass, and this is it's exactly what I called. You know, I said like, you know, hey, uh, when we did like the little schedule breakdown for baseball, I said, you know, hey, Texas Tech should be ten and zero going into the Shrine Children Classic, where they'll be tested for the first time, and we are. You know, I think yeah, uh, you've you know had a lot of time to figure out this lineup, figure out your bullpen, you know, get that, uh, get that all situated. And now you can, you know, go into this and, you know, come out, um, come out three dubs in a row. So.
1: Yeah. I, I like the one game slate, kind of like how you were saying how the teams develop a rapport after playing a, a couple series with each other. When it's the one game slate, it's kind of fun just to see how, how other teams play us and, kind of the chess match that kind of unfolds in baseball with those kind of games. And that's to me is like the most interesting part of the sport is when, when, when you're trying to figure out how to get on base, how to do it quickly and efficiently and, you know, trying not to get any, a- any bad lineups, so to say, but uh, yeah, nothing, nothing too shabby to, to scoff at 10 and no. not too bad. I'm happy to see that.
0: One thing that I'm actually really happy that we get is that we get mm-hmm. uh, the first two games are at 11 a.m. And I know you're thinking like, oh, you know, like another 11 a.m. games, like it's kind of bad. It's early in the day. But actually, I like it because you get a little bit more rest when the game ends and you get to watch the other team play. You know, the team mm-hmm. that you're going against, you can see them play. So tomorrow when you take on, let's say Michigan, I don't exactly know what time Michigan plays uh, on Friday, but it's not 11 a.m. I'll tell you that much. And uh you know, you get to see them play, you're a little bit more rested. Uh, you get a little more film, you know, um, analysis on them, you know, able to develop a scouting report. And then, uh, you play AM at uh, that's gonna be a night game, it's probably the nightcap. So, you know, really want that one, man. Really want that one. Finally, get to play AM again. They keep on, uh, keep on ducking us and everything except for baseball, it seems like.
1: <laughs> I guess so, right? I mean, huh. They just scared. I get it. We'd kick their ass in any other sport. Just saying, like we do in baseball. Ah, <laughs>
0: <no>. <laughs> I got but you, yeah. my friend. But um, getting into uh, that'll will kind of wrap up our our news updates that we got for y'all today. But now, getting to our favorite segment of the week, our good vibes vibe of the week, my friend. Uh, Zuni, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Sure, but
1: yeah, i go first. So, you know, the other day, um, as I, as always, I start off, you know. But this time, I actually had food already. It's, it doesn't... It's not a story. Okay. where it ends with okay, food. So it's, not, it's not a
0: food element this time. <laughs> no. Yeah,
1: no, this time. No, not a food element. I just happened to be eating. So, I just got done. You know, got me a good, nice old... Uh, some, some Wendy's. Scarfed it down. Tasted delicious, you know. And um, I, I was feeling... Uh, a bit adventurous And you know L- Lubbock as of late Has had some really crap weather But it was a really sunny day this day So my good vibe vibe of the week Is your old Joes Your old huss Your eyeballs Because I got to sit down by a nice little lake Out here in good old Lubbock area Texas and I got to just sit down, and look out at, at the water, at the nice little the little lake that was on the on the side. And you need your eyeballs to see, ladies and gentlemen. So I want you to that's my good vibe vibe of the week. Use your eyeballs to see pretty things, especially in nature. It's fun. See you while you can, right? Until we nuke each other. Looking at you, Russia. <laughs> ah, sound no, joking, but for real, for real though. Yeah, it was nice though, just to look out and just see, you know, nature.
0: Yeah, got a almost like a like a Bob Ross painting, you know, a little a happy little sky, little happy little sunset going. Pretty out. much what
1: it reminded me. of, <laughs> to be honest with you. I that's love that like, man. The way you
0: told that reminded me of Bob Ross. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one, man. That's, that's a really good one. Just some some scenic views, man. I like that. I like that. I can definitely vibe with that, my friend. For sure. Um, getting to my good vibe vibe of the week though, kind of in, in the same ballpark as yours. So you said you were sitting by a lake. Well, speaking of lakes, over the weekend my parents decided to fulfill a lifelong dream of theirs and they bought a boat an actual boat yes they bought a boat it's it's not a it's not a big one uh, it's a nice little speed boat that you can just take on the lake you know, during a nice uh, spring or summer day weather's about to heat up out here in Texas and it's about to you know stay hot for a long long time and so it'll be a lot of Lake days. Um, right now they're looking to find a dock for it, but they, they found a boat, man. And I'm, I'm really happy about it. I, I love to be on the, uh, I love to be on the lake, you know, whether it's just, um, just chilling out there, swimming out there or, uh, you know, getting drug around by a, by a tube or something on the back of it, <laughs> or, you know, just, you know, sat there suntan and drinking some beers on, on a boat on the lake, you know really nice man and so i'm, I'm really happy that they, they were able to get a boat and i will be uh definitely visiting them uh quite a bit quite a bit is that um,
1: how, is that is that the is that a rite of passage in like middle class
0: middle class i mean i have no idea my friend i i, I really feel like
1: know. i feel like that's how you know you're a part of the middle class and just a little bit higher than the middle class over there once you get a boat you know
0: flex on your homies
1: you get to flex, like, <laughs> some of your friends like, you got a boat Oh, you don't oh it's okay, Jim. I got one. We can use mine.
0: Yeah, you he's know, just <laughs> it's a little flex, man. It's a small Just flex, little bit. But uh yeah, I'm super, super happy about it. All right, but yeah, you know, getting into the uh, main topic of today, we're gonna talk some Texas Tech basketball. Uh over the last two games we're gonna go over uh the one against TCU and then the one against Kansas, man. So I guess to start off, man, there's really no easy way to uh To kind of get into these, you know, without getting a little bit frustrated, without getting a little bit, you know, saddened by this because, you know, this really deterred your season. You know, we talked, I think, on the last podcast about this potentially being the greatest mid-season turnaround in uh, Big 12 history. And now it has all but kind of fallen to pieces, you know.
1: Yeah, we got ahead of ourselves.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely did. Um (laughs) No doubt about that. Uh, but yeah, getting into the uh, TCU game. So TCU came into the United Markets Arena. It was a sellout game. Um You know, over the last four games, uh, Texas Tech had been playing super well. You know, the uh, field goal percentage was great, Uh, you know, three point percentage, you know, all that was shooting just uh, fantastic, definitely a lot better than we started the season, you know. And I'll I'll go over these numbers right now. So, over the last four games, since Texas Tech went on that win streak and going into the TCU game, they were shooting 49% from the field. 46% 46% from three and 75% at the charity stripe compared to the first four games where we lost all those conference games uh, shooting 40% from the field, 28% from three and 69% from the charity stripe. Now that's you know, obviously you see the difference there, you know, 10% better from the field um, was uh, you know, 18% better from three and you know, 6% better from, from the charity stripe. And uh, TCU, over the last four games, coming into that game, was shooting 49% as well from the field, only 31% from three, and 55% from the charity stripe in that game. Which, you know, you're thinking, but based on the numbers, Texas Tech should win this game. Based on it being in Lubbock, Texas Tech should win this game. And they did, you know, almost everything but. (laughs) <laughs> almost everything but that and you know it is a uh, it is definitely something that's that's super frustrating um you know let me go over the numbers in this game uh, let me go over the big performances in this game at least so on a tcu side you had mike miles who went to, who had 24 points and two rebounds uh emmanuel, emmanuel miller who went uh 14 2 and 12 uh, xavier cork who had 10 points one assist and no rebounds Uh, Jacoby Coles came off the bench, had 15 points, three assists, and five rebounds as well uh, as a team. They shot 48% from the field, twenty-eight percent from three-point, and 84% from free-throw, uh, which did end up making the difference in this game considering it was only a one-point game. Now, let me get into Texas Tech's numbers here. Texas Tech, going, uh, well, they, they were led by Fardos Amac who had 19 points, uh, two assists, and six rebounds. Davion Harmon with 18 points, five assists, and five rebounds. O'Banner, 17 points, one assist and nine rebounds. And Jalen Tyson with 12 12 points and seven boards as a team tech shot 50 percent from the field uh 35 percent from three going seven for 20 in that and then once again as i mentioned the free throws the free throws you know the uh, struggles at the line really you know read their ugly head once again you were 71 percent 15 for 21 tcu uh was 11 for 13 uh which did i mean you make three extra free throws this is a win for texas tech you know and it's um it's just sad that that wasn't the uh that wasn't, that wasn't the, uh, the outcome of it. So, you know, you got any thoughts on the TCU game, um, uh, before we move on? No,
1: nah, I mean, you pretty much hit everything. The head. It sucks though. Cause as a team, I thought we shot pretty well, like collectively this was probably one of our better games shot together as a team. Like everyone was kind of on their money. Um, just, you know, it sucks. Like you said, if you look at the stats, stat box, um, on paper, you would think that if, uh, if we don't show you the, uh, the score, uh, that Tech probably walks away with the dub, and yeah, it sucks. There's a lot of things we could point to here. You point to the free throws. I, I could point to the early turnovers, um, yeah, and so forth. It just it sucks, man. That definitely was a heartbreaker, and for this one to go off on a shooting foul to end on free throws,
0: uh, that one just I know. Yeah, there hurts was, even um, more.
1: You know, so
0: yeah. And this one, like that loss, hurts more because yeah, I really feel like Adams should have called a timeout with four seconds left in the game to uh, potentially, you know, set something up to where you could take a game-winning shot, get the ball under your best three-point shooting shooter's hand, which you know would be Pop Isaacs, I believe, Mm -hmm. and you know, just kind of drop a plate, something really, really quick where you can down the court in just a couple seconds, and you know get get a three off you know and potentially win when the ball hell you didn't even need to get to three you you can just get a layup i mean if you can tr- if you can go you know that full 90 feet from uh, 94 feet i think uh from um, you know baseline to the to the rim i mean hell get that you know try try to drop something it, it just felt like you didn't empty the tank in this game like you left a little something off the board you know you left a little something off the floor you know what i mean
1: i get that Um, And I get that argument. TCU was playing full court press at that moment, as they should be. It is four seconds left in the game. And you got to get to half court before you can even call that timeout, which is just the unfortunate truth. So let's say, you know, Davion gets the ball in and has to do a quick pass because, you know, so on and so forth. They're, They're full. Point is what I'm trying to get. As by the time they call that timeout, we're, it's probably what a second, a second and a a second and a half, one point five seconds, two seconds at best. By the time you get that timeout, so yeah. I, I get the argument of trying to drop a play, but I mean, it's just uh, I I don't know. Uh, would you do you rather? Have a guy like Davion Harvin maybe get a quick drive with those four seconds in or do you take uh, the gamble uh, off of a play with only two seconds or uh, a second and a half and I, I guess they I, were confident I guess they were confident we're rolling with the four seconds on the clock man because that's yeah. that's and what think, they did.
0: I think also um, they made a mistake and they, they chose to, to foul I believe it was Jacoby Cole's uh, underneath the basket, like they, they called it a shooting foul, like he was you know trying to shoot the ball. But in, if you look back on it, like I think it could have been taken as just you know it, it was just you know a common foul. You know, like he, I don't think you mm-hmm. could have sent him to the line for that. Which you know kind of you know worked in your favor a little bit. But I really think even before that, you should have fouled Micah Peavy in the corner. You know, because he was sitting just kind of there alone. Probably should have fouled him. You would have had more time on the clock left, and you know mike p is not necessarily a great uh you know free throw shooter you know, not that he's bad or anything he's just not you know a, a great free throw shooter. not great from the line so there was a possibility where he could have missed you know one of those from the line and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden you know you're you're staring into overtime like hey take an ot you know go win it there or draw or you know once you get the ball back you know take a timeout and then um you know draw something up with like you know some odd seconds left, or however it was, you know, there, there are many different outcomes that could have came about, but just just didn't in this game, and you know, it it really felt like you had left just a little bit off that court. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I get it. Frustrations all around in those uh, final sequences for sure, but I mean, I guess as a Tech fan, if there, if somebody asks you, hey, you, you're taking a 24 ranked TCU team. Um, down to the wire and uh the the final possession is going to be Texas Tech's defense versus their offense. I think I think you're taking that chance. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we're 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 a much better defensive team now currently than we are offensive team, which is insane to say because well, our offense kind is kind of probably- been-
0: you know, we've yeah, we've always kind of been more defensive. Sure. That's really been but, the uh, identity of Mark Adams since he got here with Chris Beard. So. so,
1: so we we had the the scenario that we wanted, right? It's we want our defense versus their offense in the final seconds, and you know, sure enough, that's what happens. And they made the play, man. Sucks, man. I called it, Coles. Yeah. That guy, that guy told him, told you. I was like, yeah. we gotta pay attention to that, man. That that TCU bench came to bite us in the ass, man.
0: I know. Yeah, definitely did not have a good uh, a good defensive strategy against him. Uh, I don't think they really expected him to go off the way he did. And that's just kind of the um kind of story of the season. You know, that's just kind of what's what's been the the running theme this year. It's always a player that you don't quite expect that really just nips you in the ass at the end. So yeah, yeah and that that just had me calls in this game. And um, but you know, this one sucks. I I'm sick and tired of losing TCU, man. I'm so over losing tcu man like last year we had the worst you know record against tcu ever we beat them once in basketball we got sw- you know lost the other one in basketball got swept by them in baseball lost them in football this year got swept by them in basketball this year i mean hell on the uh on the damn uh, you know uh um barstool accounts the barstool twitter accounts i mean hell text uh for a best bar town in a uh, in college football we we're we we're going against tcu and that we got outvoted and now we lost to tcu again that's so i got God i'm done damn it. <laughs> losing to tcu man and it's not that i even think that they're if, if they were just head over heels better than us at everything i'd admit that I, I would sit here and admit that they are just that much better than you but they're not like all these games we had against tcu even going to baseball these are winnable games you know, like looking back, you know, you really should have beaten TC twice in basketball this year. You know, from the first game on, you should have beaten them. And you know, same thing can. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say football. I think they're just a really good team in football. They just caught fire last year. Um, but yeah, and even in basketball, going back to last year in, in in basketball, you really should have beaten them in Fort Worth, but you but you didn't. So. I'm 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 so tired of losing to TCU, man. Same way that Texas is tired of losing to Tech all the time. Apparently, uh, I'm sick and tired of losing to TCU, man. I'm over it. I man. think
1: what, I think what's even more annoying about it is that like their fans don't even care. Like yeah, <laughs> like
0: I don't like their fans are do, like almost non-existent.
1: <laughs> they, they don't even they don't really care. Like they're just there, man. They're like, oh, TCU's doing good this year. Oh well, they better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're asked this year. Oh well, nah, nah it's yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> While over here, Tech is over here ready to throw a riot the second one of our seasons is down under. I mean, we're doing it at the beginning
0: of this basketball season, man. Yeah, I mean, we're still kind of doing it now. I mean, we're 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 just at at an acceptance mode now. I think with basketball. But one yeah. thing I think makes it even more frustrating is that it's every sport, man. Like, why? Why is every sport? you know like why how are they that much better than you at everything you know it's 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 i mean i know like it's not you know historically but you know just the last you know couple years though that really has been the running theme and I'm, i'm sick of it man i'm sick of it but uh i guess moving on to the kansas game that was played uh just a few days after on tuesday this past tuesday so Texas Tech went in to Lawrence, Kansas on their senior night. They have not lost a senior night. I believe they said since 1983. So it's been a long time, you know, 30, 39 years since they had lost on a senior night. So, uh, yeah, they, their crowds sell out, you know, the, uh, the fog is an, an incredibly tough atmosphere to play at. You know, we, we boast about, uh, you know, the USA being a formidable place for other opponents. And it really has been, it really has but you know the fog. I mean, that's just you know one of the best you know um, places in college basketball. Just one of the best sceneries in all college basketball. It's such a historic place. They have so many historic uh, players that have come gone through there. Obviously, they're defending national champions. They had won five previously. You know, it's it's a tough place to play. A tough place to win at. You know, Texas only won there once in their entire history, and you know it. Um, you know, unfortunately. Did not happen again in our favor. We lost this game 67-63 to in Lawrence gets the third-ranked Jayhawks. Texas Tech was uh, led by, in this game, uh, Davion Harmon, who went uh, 15-2-1 in this game. Kevin O'Banner with um, you know, 14 points, one assist, three rebounds. Fardos Amak with 13 points, one assist, 18 rebounds in this game, man. Just an, an incredible outing from Fardos uh, on the defensive side, man and then Pop Isaacs had 11 points to assist and 3 rebounds as well. Uh Texas Tech shot 41% from the field, 18% from 3 going 3 and 16. Golly, that definitely uh killed you.
1: Yeah. And,
0: um, yeah, free us. throw percentage was uh 71% from the charity stripe going 10 of 14. That also kind of killed you. You make all you make those four buckets, it's top ball game right there. So you know, definitely was uh was not really the best, but I mean Kansas didn't really have another uh, great day either. They're led by Jalen Wilson, uh, the senior, who had a uh, uh, one of their two seniors, Jalen Wilson, and Kevin McCuller, both seniors uh, for them. We all know Kevin McCullough, know, You know, I, I, I just, just wanted know to have a to say about him.
1: But, a great you know. game against us, man. <laughs> yeah,
0: wanted to wanted to have a good one. Uh, last uh last time playing on that court uh hopefully it's the last time we we have to play him because I, I don't want to play him anymore but jen wilson had 21 points two assists five rebounds dewan harris with 16 points five assists kevin mccullough 14 guy. points and nine boards uh kansas uh, only shot 39 from the field uh, 21% from three didn't do much better than we did. There were five for 23 and 81% from three from the free throw line, uh, 18 for 22 from the free throw line, man. And that also, you know, once again, just kind of killed us, you know, overall this season, you know, you, you've been shooting pretty well from, from the charity stripe. You just, th- your other opponents have been shooting better. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> just, it, it kind of seems like that's the recurring theme is, um, you know, the Other guys are just doing a little bit better. Uh, KU is uh seventh in Ken Palm, sixth in net rankings, while Texas Tech sits at 50th in Ken Palm and 50th in net rankings right now. So, you know, with that said, I mean, there's not really much I gotta say about this one. You know, I know that um, you know, a lot of fans on, on the Twitter sphere were talking about. The fact that Kevin McCullough kind of fouled you right there at the end. It was it was a blatant foul when they're kind of rustling for the ball. They're trying to, you know, you know, get a grip on that ball. Uh mm. that, you know, kind of bumped into um uh, I don't I don't know if it was Pop or, or I forget who it was that he kind of you know bumped into, but it was a pretty blatant foul and the refs kind of swallowed their whistle on that one. Um kind of similar to early on in the season when uh, you play Kansas the first time, refs kinda of, you know swallow their whistle at the very end. Um, although I will say looking back on that play in particular, you probably could have called the foul on uh, bot show, I believe it was. Time, you know, I think he really could have gone either way. I think it was a good no call, to be honest. Although fans aren't gonna want to hear that, but it, it was the way it looked. It was definitely a foul on Kansas, and um, you know, I I just find it kind of kind of funny. So we talk about like you know refs swallowing their whistles. Like who does it happen the most against? You know, and it always seems to be the, the common answer is Kansas. But also Duke is in that mix. Kentucky's in that mix. North Carolina's in that mix. You, you get the theme here. It's all these historic blue bloods in the program, and mm-hmm. uh, thankfully we've had the fortune of playing those blue bloods in the in the past. And you know we play Kansas obviously twice a year every year. We've uh, played Kentucky back in twenty twenty early twenty twenty, uh, where that one also kind of came down to some uh, some missed uh, r- really some missed fouls by by Kentucky, um, you know, whatever the case may have been. Kentucky was a really good team that year. So I can't really, you know, pin too much on it. Duke was also a really good team that year. That's the year they had Zion Williamson and, you know, uh was Cam Reddish and uh I forget the other guy, but RJ Barrett, yeah. It was R.G. the year they had those guys. Yeah. They were a great team, but still there were some missed fouls that we were looking at the entire entire time in that game. And so I just find it kind of funny that this happens against, you know, Blue Bloods, like whenever we're playing Blue Bloods. We don't really complain about the missed fouls against um, you know, TCU even, even though there were a couple uh, on both sides, I will say. Yeah, no one hears about the missed fouls against Oklahoma State when they play Oklahoma State. Nobody hears about it when they play Texas. Nobody hears about it when they play OU. You know what I mean? It's always when you play Kansas, when you play Kentucky, when they play Duke, when they play North Carolina. You know what I'm saying here. I, I just find it funny, like you know, we're we're always talking about it when you're going against these teams, and of course, I know, uh, being on the other side of that, you know, it's like they're they're blue blood programs. Of course, every team's going to complain about fouls against them because it would make their season if they you know beat them and you know yada 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 whatever whatever whatever. But it's always really controversial when you play them. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I, I get you. I mean. It's just that college tradition sells, you know, (laughs) especially especially in basketball, I think, you know, it's just like so many just iconic uh, teams that iconic uh, schools that just kind of solidified themselves in the 90s as just premier top programs in the nation for basketball. So. It's just, I, I get it. It sucks that they get more calls that are kind of in their favor than they should, but, I mean, I guess they're they in that respect, man. They got their stripes, so, I mean, do I hate but, it? That, of that course.
0: Should, that shouldn't determine the outcome of a game, though. That shouldn't be like, <laughs> it, you know, hey, you get your stripes, like, oh, all of a sudden we're not going to call fouls that are blatant fouls against you, you know? Nah, no you know I mean, that.
1: I mean, you can say it how it is, but, I mean, at the, towards the end of the game, it's either you're making your shots or you're not. It's... It, so, it it is what it is. I don't know what you. I mean, I can't reverse time for you, lad. I'm sorry. I <laughs> wish I could. I wish I could. I wish I could. You know, Nesto's a ref now, bro. He can go <laughs> He in, is. He you is. You know what I mean? Shout out to the boy. But <laughs> with us in spirit. With us in spirit. But yeah, no. I mean, it's just it's just the way it goes, man. And it just makes for a better. I guess. Like I said, just a better storyline. It's like, come on now, are you really gonna give a uh, Texas Tech a, a little bit of love to extend? I a mean, just game just call a fair game.
0: Already, you know, just call a fair game. You know, who cares? I mean, if you're playing, call a fair game. I mean,
1: they make they make mistakes all the time, man. They they're yeah. trying to get home. They're trying to get dinner in them.
0: I get paid.
1: You know, they're trying to clock out, man. Don't you hate it when you're at work? But it's like you have no
0: ramifications out. either. Like you call a terrible game you don't answer to anybody you don't answer any press you don't answer to any coaches you know you don't have nothing there and that's why i'm like very much well
1: in It'll agreement with uh,
0: with pat mcafee because pat mcafee happened. was trying to uh promote uh refs having to go to press conferences having to answer uh-huh. for the calls that they make and why they made those calls and stuff and so i'm in favor of that actually because like it It'll gives you happened. some sort of uh um, you know, it, it gives them some sort of like, you know, liability. You I know, just, some sort I have of like a question. You have to answer I, to somebody.
1: Let's just say they did. They, they just went with that idea. What what would their response be for like the majority of the time? They'd be like, well, I was following the rule book and this with the rule book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like you, it
0: would just be cliche answers would, all the time. But I mean, how many times do you get cliche answer from coaches, from players, the, all that? Yeah, and,
1: but I'm saying there's a legitimate rule book that's going to give them the cliche answers okay so every once in a while what we love is that the coaches might go off or the player might pop off we might get a richard sherman moment yeah uh, well you know michael crabtree
0: trying <laughs> me with a sorry receiver
1: like crabtree <laughs> you know so yeah. like but with the rest they're just gonna revert back to the rule book they'll be like Man, I'm just doing my job. You know how you have a Karen? If you've ever done a, a service job of any kind, whether it's the food, retail, so on and so forth, you, you know there's a Karen, and, and that person's upset. They're an upset customer. You just got to sit there and be like, look, I'm just doing my job. This is just our policy. Like that That's literally what the refs are going to be like. They're just like, look, this is what the NFL wrote. This is what the NCAA wrote. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you guys. Like, you, you want to get mad? Get mad at the guy who made the rule book.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, 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 understand that. But at the end of the day, call a fair game on both sides. That's all I'm asking. Like, call a fair game. Call what you see. You know, it, it's not that like, oh, this team's just they're they're just so good they don't commit fouls. Like, no, that's that's a load of crap. You know, uh, I'm not I'm not buying that for one second, but uh, firstly, you know, I I mean, uh, granted, like getting back to this game, though, instead instead of going off on too much of a tangent, because uh, we could talk about that for an entire I mean, episode, I'm sure. Rigged. But if you, going if, back to this game, if you though, want to be honest, what's that
1: rig game it was rig game.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. You know, I don't 100 <laughs> percent disagree with you. But you know, getting back to this game, I mean that that that's not the only reason why you lost this game, you know, like looking back. Like you you missed a lot of free throws, you know, you weren't shooting well from three points. They weren't either. They kept on blocking you. They got like seven or eight blocks against you that, you know, you you didn't get one against them. You know, they were they, they were good. They they were really good and like they always are on their home court, like they always are on senior night, especially. You know, so I, I don't really um you know, there's really not much else to say about that, you know, other than, you know, hey, they, they were just a little bit better than you tonight. And that's like, I'm, I'm not, you know, blaming the entire game on the officials or nothing. Kansas, they, they they just beat you tonight, you know, and really put a, um, just put the final nail in the coffin of, you know, the, the the season. Like any tournament hopes that you had are kind of out the window now, which, uh, you know, leads me to the next question. You know, what's our only hope? Your only hope right now to get in the tournament is if you go into Kansas City and you'll win the Big 12 tournament. You win three games in a row. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Which not to say is impossible necessarily because you had a team last year in Virginia Tech who was sitting firmly on the bubble for majority of the year. Sitting firmly on that bubble. Um, They uh, basically, the only way for them to guarantee a spot in the uh, in the NCAA tournament was they had to win the A C tournament and they did that. They won it. You know, they beat Duke in the championship game. Um, you know, just kind of rode that all the way to victory. They ended up getting 11 C. I think they lost to Texas that year in the in the tournament. And um yeah, but you know, we, we've seen something like that happen before. It's just can't happen with Texas Tech. You know, can Texas Tech be the one to, you know, win a Big 12 tournament championship uh in a place where you have traditionally not played well at, you know. Last year was the first year you uh, ever went to the uh, championship game. You haven't went through rounds deep in it, so you know, hard to think now that all of a sudden, in in times of desperation, that that's going to change. And I know we're looking ahead to the Twelve tournament when we still have Oklahoma State to play on senior night this uh, this Saturday, but you know, I'm I'm kind of like, let's let's just see how we do in the tournament right now. Like I, I'm kind of like. Like yeah, we we can beat Oklahoma State at home. Don't get me wrong, I'm definitely been rooting for them to do so. But man, you know this this season has been, has has definitely been a roller coaster, at least you know. And I think the whole you know what if we always like to point out like oh what if you know this happened what if. We beat Ohio State early on in the year. What if we beat the TCU in the first game? What if we beat you know Oklahoma at that game? Uh, what, if we we these, that what, what if we beat Virginia all national championship? What if we beat Virginia national championship? Right? Gosh. <laughs> you know, that stuff. That the whole what ifs will drive you absolutely insane as a fan. It drives you absolutely crazy. That that is the most dangerous thing to do. It's like oh, what if you know? But I'm kind of like I don't really like to do the whole what if thing anymore. I'm kind of just more like, hey, you know, let's just, let's just focus on the next game. You know, the most important one's the next one. And right now, you know, it's Such uh, a cliche I mean, you by
1: Joni Young. I mean, it's,
0: yeah, it's a cliche. Make answer, a excellent,
1: makes an excellent head coach right there.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I've, I've practiced my cliche interviews before. Um, don't, don't get me wrong now. Don't get me wrong.
1: He's prepared uh, for the media with that job.
0: But yeah, you know, um, yeah, that's really all I got to say about this game. You got any other thoughts, man?
1: I mean, uh, let's send our seniors off on a good note, man. Let's get a dub at the very least. I mean, shout out to boy Kev. You know, yeah, Kev, you know, yeah, yeah. Davion Harmon, you know, shout out to him too. You know, they really held it down for us this season. Kind of blue that. Kind of kept everything together.
0: Especially, through,
1: especially yeah, Fardos too finally came on, you know, towards the end. Sucks though, like, but, uh, that, that it, it can have been a healthy squad at the beginning. But, you know, who knows, man? Maybe maybe we do make a run in the in the Big 12 tournament. You can never never say never, man. Yeah, I what agree. If we get two, what if we get two wins, you know? But it's like, one's against Kansas, and the other one's against, like... I'm not sure. What if it was Kansas and TCU? Say we lost in the, thir- <laughs> in the third round, but we beat Kansas and TCU
0: maybe like it won't shape up that way it won't shape up that way at all but you know i mean you you already had an outside shot going into these past two games to gain the tournament like you need to beat TCU and then you know, you could have probably, you know, like gotten away with a loss against Kansas, so long as it be Oklahoma State, and so long as you won at least one or two games in the tournament, right? Like that would have solidified your your bid to the to the tournament. Now, since you've lost both those games, yeah, I think your only hope now is to win the uh, this is to win the the Big Twelve tournament or to get into the to the national tournament. Uh, it's a long shot, but not impossible. A play in maybe <laughs> maybe a play-in maybe get to that play-in game but you know I think you know you've pushed yourself an NIT position a good NIT bid you know um although like like I said before you know it feels like every episode says I'm I'm a big dancer bus guy um you know I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing this team the NIT uh to you know you know, Man, let's run in the season. nit, bro. Let's let's run it, bro. Run it back, you know. Be the 69th best team in the country, uh, yes, sir. You know? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's you know, I I think you deserve at least some sort of postseason birth at this point. I'm okay with it being nit. I'm not gonna fail an nit bracket. I'll tell you that for sure. I've never done that before in my life. Never, not not gonna start this year just because Texas Tech's in it. You know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be rooting for them all the way though. So.
1: This man, tell me you can't pick out the perfect perfect season, perfect bracket for an NIT. Not, not this one time for a good old Texas Tech. No,
0: nah, no, nah, not in it. Bang, straight.
1: That no, that's <laughs> a fake fan. Fake fan. Oh. Fake fan, ladies and gentlemen. Fake fan. Damn. Catch me. I've been hyped as hell for the NIT since February, baby. I've been saying, <laughs> bring it here. Oh, man, you've Give been, me uh, something. Wait for it. I have. I've been excited for it. I'm telling you. Any team that catches is in, in, in that one, who it's going to be a day of reckoning. <laughs> day of, it's a day of
0: reckoning. Take that NIT trophy back to love.
1: we Armageddon, baby. Hang that Coming banner. in. <laughs> 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 hey, man, uh, you got to take the dubs.
0: You yeah, trying? take the dubs when you, where, where you get them, you know. I guess. <laughs> but uh, that's all I Can't got, just... man. Do you, any, uh, do you have any trivia for me, buddy?
1: Not any trivia today, just, uh, yeah, nothing.
0: Nothing. All right. Any hey, final thoughts for wrap wraps this one up?
1: Uh, shout out my cat. You know, shout out TTU. Shout out to the seniors. Yeah. Um, I, I, I hope I hope at the very least that we got a play in. That'd be cool. I mean, I love just that to too, give man. you all the opportunity, but it's uh, not looking great. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, shout out to shout out to the fans. This has been a fun basketball season, I will say.
0: Oh, it has, really.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been Hasn't? fun to keep up with. It really <laughs> it has. Gosh, the Big Twelve has been so competitive.
0: Yeah. It's been and like it's definitely an unforgiving conference, man. I mean, anybody can beat anybody on any given night. And you know, the way you started the, the, the conference here, you know, going 0 and eight, you know, to uh you know, you win five games in the conference and all of a sudden you're looking at potential birth in the in the tournament yeah i think you really need to get to that seven wins because i think oklahoma state is the only team to get in with seven conference wins i believe they're the only and that's like the fewest number of conference wins that has ever gotten in the tournament from the big 12 now granted big 12 should be a nine nine bid league but you know that's an argument for a different day
1: yeah 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 but that's all for me
0: yeah, I got you, man. Shout out to my puppies. Shout out to the seniors here, and uh, shout out to Texas Tech, Tech baseball, man. Hopefully, I can uh, get some get some dubs. Oh,
1: but... oh! Shout out to that one mock draft that had Tyree Wilson going number one overall. Oh I, hell I yeah! I forgot shout out to who, that who guy, it was. Whoever he. Shout is. Out to that. Shout <laughs> <out> to that <laughs> analyst. Whoever it was, I forgot who it was. It wasn't Sheffler. I think it was the other one. Was it Rappaport? Yeah. Maybe.
0: No, oh, I don't know.
1: My man. He had Tyree Wilson at number one on his on his big board. So shout out to
0: you. Let's one. go. Woo. <laughs> 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 uh, so, but yeah. that, but uh, I guess that'll uh, go ahead and wrap this one up. Thank you all so much for tuning in. For Nathan Zuniga, I'm Jonah Young. Saying so long. We'll see you next time here on Lone Air Podcast. As always, though, keep the vibes high and the guns up.